are you doing your taxes? I hear a lot of paperwork moving around. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that loud? No, I'm just. Are you like, doing your taxes right now? I'm, I'm gathering some recycling. <laughs> okay, because it sounded like maybe you were doing some important paperwork. Hey, bro, Uncle Sam, you know he comes knocking. You got to be ready. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, he doesn't want to hear any excuses. He's, right, he's you a serious want, oh, guy. Oh, I'm sorry, Uncle Sam. I wasn't ready for you. That ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> he's not feeling that. Um, I'm downstairs. I just want to set the scene here for a minute. I'm downstairs in the uh, dining room of the new house. Ollie is uh-huh. driving remote control cars nearby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fireman Sam is on the TV, and there's a general sense that this episode will not work out. But it also date night starts soon, so it's, this is going to be have to min- have to be a mini. I am rolling already. I started recording. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. What is on the TV? Fireman Sam. Fireman Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are not familiar with this. Uh, okay, with this so program. Fireman Sam, I believe, and I'm gonna just go on a limb here. This is what I think is true: is a very <laughs> long-running British kids show that orig- is so old that at one point it was stop-motion animation. Oh my god! And has evolved into the modern era with like you know normal-looking kids show animation. And do you uh, think? Do you think there's a universe where Fireman Sam fights Bob the Builder? I would love to. I hope so. (laughs) And if not, (laughs) we should delete you just saying that and make that into something that we do, that we should pitch that script. Oh, 100%. Wait, did you say we're rolling? We're rolling? gentlemen welcome to the 11th edition of the talk show in the black corner your host scott sullivan in the red corner <laughs> co-host imposter extraordinaire adam st see i resent that you did that because it is my job to introduce you and this is the part where i would say i would like to introduce all of you to my co-host a snowflake from the great state of Vermont, Adam St. Germain. Brutal. And, Brutal. and then you would all that's, all that's, presumably dive. But I, by the way, wait, I thought of that out. before I knew what snowflake meant. So now it's an insult. It used, didn't used to be an insult. I just thought it was nice. Scott, hold on, hold on a second. Yes. Am I okay? You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's in the background? It's Allie. She just came into the garage and opened the door. She says, "Are you? What the fuck are you doing? Are you okay?" Tell her I say hello, and I'm so sorry for the impact I have on her family and her life. Scott, Scott says hello, sends you his best. Are you okay? Hey, can you get her on the mic for a second? Can you get her on the mic? Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Get her on the mic. Scott wants to. Scott wants to talk to you. Come here. Yeah, come here. It's almost not on the air. Hello? Yeah, this isn't live. I'm not recording this. I mean, I am. I am, I am but I told you that to make you feel better. Well, that's... It's great to hear your voice, Allie. I want to ask you a question that I would ask my wife if she was on the show. Uh, and I want to ask you this question totally sincerely. What do you think this show is? I don't know. That's a great question. I guess I should listen to it. No, no you probably shouldn't. <laughs> but but I'll take by that. To, 
I'll take from that that you have not listened to any episode of the show. Not yet. Okay, how many yeah. episodes do you think we've recorded? One. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Two. It's it's between one and twenty. We don't know because we started coming up with a numbering scheme that's so confusing we don't understand it. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I will I will get on that, but okay. um, can I ask you one more question? Yes. On the I air. I just need to go inside and make sure that my father's. I'm so sorry. A few weeks ago, there was a a, a date where uh, me and Adam were Ooh. supposed to run fifty miles. And and I got kind of thrown under the bus as the guy who couldn't run, run 50 miles. Do you think your husband could have run 50 miles a few weeks ago? No. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's final question. Thank you. You're my favorite person on the no, podcast. I don't even ever. think half of that. I don't even think a quarter of that. Okay, well, now, now he's getting mad. So let's stop that. But <laughs> Allie, thank you so much. You're uh, a great American. I try. Here's Adam. Okay. Good to talk to you. Thanks. So great to hear your voice. She's she's running away as fast as possible. Easily the best thing that's ever happened on this podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, she walked. She had walked away for a minute. So that if, when it cut out, that was because she was a few extra steps away from it. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. let's tell the. Uh, that was a lot of fun, but. We're on a timeline here. Let's talk to the audience about what's going on. What's going on, Adam? We, we, I, I was challenged recently. I don't know if the listening audience knows that. I don't. Did we ever talk about that? All right. So here's what happened. I think so this was Scott, all off air. Oh, it might have been. Okay. So Scott, you, you, uh, you said, hey, you can challenge me, and if you win the challenge, you become for one episode the host of the talk show. Correct. And so we received our first challenge from none other than. Uh, talk show super fan Matt Newell. Newell. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, I, there was something in my throat. I didn't say that right. It's Matt Newell. Yeah, you know, it's, you got to clear your throat. It's important. Something um, was in my throat. And uh, and so, true to form, uh, Matt Newell came up with a CrossFit inspired challenge. Uh, gave you Scott Sullivan two workouts to choose from. Which he didn't want to. Can we clarify that real quick? He didn't want to give me an option. It was just going to be a yes or no thing. And then you convinced him to make it an option or how did that go down? This is, yeah. Well, he was like, oh, we'll just do this thing. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, you should at least give him something to choose from. Um, I appreciate that as your friend. Because then I think like, you know, you have a little more invested if like you're at least picking what you're doing. Sure. I'm going to um, eat it anyway. But the one that he would have proposed alone if it was up to him was reliant on pull-ups and that would not have gone well for me i'm very bad at yeah so so right so to clarify for everybody the options were uh the workout cindy which is a 20 minute as many reps as possible uh five pull-ups 10 push-ups 15 air squats over and over again the other option was the longest mile, which is uh, run 100 meters, do some body weight movement, 100 meters, body weight movement, blah, 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 yeah. until you complete one mile and a bunch of reps of body weight movement stuff. So Scott Sullivan chose the longest mile. We'll go into detail on what the movements are later. That'll be probably the next episode. <clears throat> but yeah, I will yeah, say yeah. 
it's deceptive, right? Because, and I'm not that dumb. I, I got that. Like it's deceptive because it, the, the longest mile on paper, if you look real quick, seems like the easier workout. It's definitely not. It's well, just I think, more movements I'm familiar with and okay with. Yeah, I don't, it's definitely not easier. Easier, I think realistically, to be honest, the longest mile is going to take you approximately 25 minutes. I'm hoping you're right. I, I don't so, know how long it's going to take you or Noel, but I, I'm, I'm feeling that I'm going to be the caboose on the group. I just, ooh, I, you know, I don't know. I think I'm just it's determined to finish it. I'm going to finish this thing and I'm going to do it with some pep. I've been practicing. Right. It's going to happen. All right. Happen. So remi- a reminder of the rules. You have accepted the challenge. Hi, What's Ollie. up, Ollie? That's Ollie. He's chilling with me. Do you want to be on the podcast for a minute? Okay, come here. Do you want to say hi, Adam? Say hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. Hey, Ollie. Say hi, hi. What, what's what's shaking, Adam? Um, a Friday. No, oh, okay. I'm not sure what that means. You know. Okay, but I mean, let's get. I, I can dig it. We're, we're cool so, here, but let's let's talk about the deal. <laughs> okay. Thank step, you. Step Sarah. one. Step one. <laughs> okay. Go go step ahead, Adam, was, please. Step one was you accepted the challenge. I did. And then step two now is the only way the only way Newell wins is if you fail to complete the workout. The workout. So he's not gonna win. He's done. But but that is the we've come up with that structure and in the future I've left it open to the structure changing, but I think right now that's, no, that's I think that's enough. a good. That's a good. Yeah, I think that's a. It's a good metric to use, right? Well, because like, you know, I backed out of the bigger challenge, which your wife just said you couldn't have done a quarter of. Which, by the way, that's. I, I'm sorry that happened on the podcast, but <laughs> she said I. She said I couldn't do a quarter of it. She said definitely not half, maybe not a quarter. I think is what she said. <laughs> oh wow! I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. I did okay. not. And okay. I wasn't fishing. I didn't ask that. What I literally said to her was, could he have done 50 miles two weeks ago? And she said, she just laughed and then said, no. Wow. But, which, right. it, by the way, if you asked my wife the same question, she wouldn't have only laughed. She would have been like, I'm worried. Should Scott go to the hospital? What? Like, is he going to be okay? I don't want him to die. You know, so it's a different degree of concern. <laughs> my son says I'll die. So there you go. Well, I mean, you know, fa- I mean, factually, it, it is accurate. So, you know. But uh, oh my God, this is taking a turn here. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, this. Uh, hold on. Hold on one second. We're, we're going to go into pause mode. For now. So boom. Back okay. On. So the challenge is the longest mile. Anyone can Google it. It's it's a workout that exists uh, in the CrossFit world. Is it? Can I say to my friends I'm doing a CrossFit workout? Like, is that like, is oh. it officially a CrossFit workout? Uh, I mean, or is I don't it just a workout that CrossFit has embraced? Yeah, yeah, you can call it a CrossFit workout. Sure. I'm just curious. I've never done anything and then said to someone, "I did CrossFit." What? <laughs> Like, you know, ever. Today, and today I don't want day. to start saying that, but I do feel like after tomorrow, I'm going to be able to say, hey, I did a CrossFit workout. Um, yeah, you you can totally say that. The no only person I might say that to you, too, is you, and you would not be impressed with me. So I guess it doesn't matter. 
I'll, I'll be impressed. I've never done this workout. That's You've never done this workout? No. Okay. Because, you know, I, uh, while I like to do hard things, I'm not stupid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Great. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, this is a workout where we're all going to test the ability of what we can do in a certain amount of time with, with these constraints of do these exercises this way. And it brings us around to thinking about like the, the, the possibilities of what we can do. Each of us, me, you, Matt Newell. Matt Newell. Maybe even Patrick with one leg. I don't know if he's going to do it in solidarity, but I don't know. Can he run a mile on one leg? I'd be just impressed with that. I, I, I would. I, I don't think he should run at all. I'm worried about the guy. Sorry. Don't mind these loud noises. Everything. <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> the audio on my end has been crazy. But at the end of the day, it makes oh, you shit. think about the, the edge of what's possible, right? And I know you and me were texting earlier today, actually yesterday, about news in the world of endurance sports that was just like amazing. Do you want to say what it is? Yeah. So our our homie there, Kipok, I'm gonna I'm butchering his name. I apologize. Uh, successfully completed a marathon in under two hours time, which, which is means unbelievable. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know how to do the math. Cause I had to look it up myself. He, uh, he ran a four thirty three point five second mile pace for a marathon, which is to what the average human being. Well, I don't know what average human being is, but to a, to a runner who enjoys running, but is maybe not a celebrated runner. That would be the sprint almost right there I mean, there are people that if they if they could run that for one mile would lose their mind they'd be so excited yeah it's a truly amazing pace for a mile and to be able to withstand that over that period of time and granted in this particular event this guy had pacers and some you know some yeah. things going on to help him to, that to doesn't clarify. matter that does not matter that much it's not a world record it doesn't count in the grand scheme right. of things as a world record, but it's still an acknowledgement that a human being under some circumstances can do that. Right. So that's the argument from sports scientists is that they've said forever that it was physically not possible for a human being to run that fast for that long. And he proved that there are some assistance that you can give but nothing crazy. I mean, he was doping, tested. Like, he, he wasn't doing drugs. He wasn't doing anything crazy. He just had pacers that helped him, you know, stay on pace. He had to do the running all himself. Like, right? We can say that. He didn't get on a car. Yes. He didn't get on a scooter. He did 100% right. of that running himself. He just yes, had the so help he had... of aggressive pacing. Which... So there was uh, – actually, one of my favorite things about this is that there was, there was pacers, yes, of course. But there was a car that drove in front of them that uh, transmitted a laser pattern onto the ground so they all knew the most optimum place for them to be while they are running. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really cool. I mean, that's like next level out of this world stuff. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, yeah, and did you see the video of him in the final like um, kilometer? 
Was, uh, was, no, but I know that the the Pacers dropped off and the car pulled away well, in the last five. The Pacers years. didn't drop off. He he just he sprinted ahead of his Pacers and then gestured to them, "Get the hell out of my way." Oh, like a boss. Like a boss. And then he finished mm. the final, like I think, five to seven hundred meters in a what looked to me like as a as a junkie runner, a full sprint with <laughs> with, with with the. Pacers behind him celebrating and cheering, but like he basically told them all, get the hell out of my way. I don't want you in my finish shot. Like this is all me. Now, so I think the beauty of this particular guy is that he ran uh a 201 legitimate marathon in Berlin last year. Yeah, he's and he, the, he's and, fast as hell. But then this this year at Berlin. Another guy whose name I'm forgetting right now, he ran also a 201 within three seconds of Kipbox time. It's amazing. So what I want to so ask you, Adam, as a, just a guy who I know is an optimist, I think that's your baseline energy level, which I like a lot because I struggle to be that. I think I'm the New Englander who's like my default is negative, but I'm working on that. As I get older, I get better. <laughs> I really do. I've, I think I've gotten a lot better. But all right, fair enough, fair enough. But we now know a human being under the right conditions can run under two-hour marathon. How soon do you think it will be? And I mean in a general sense. How soon do you think it'll be before it's commonplace for top-tier people to run below two-hour marathons? A year, five years, six years? I mean, because I, I feel like the evolutions in these sports happens fast. Like, I think with within five years. Within five years, it's going to be commonplace to be packing away at how quick you can do it below two hours. Well, because I think, you know, like if you use the example of, uh, what's his name, Bannister, who ran the, the first sub four-minute mile. Yeah. Like everybody said, oh, it can't be done. It can't be done. It's not possible. It's not possible. And then uh, Bannister did it. And then I think within the year or within two years, 45 other people did it. So here's a question I have for you, Adam. This is, I'm really interested in the answer to this. That's clear. Like that's a pretty clear pathway is, is like something happens and it's like a possibility is unlocked. And then some people can then do that activity that way. Once they know that the possibility is unlocked. So how much of our potential at any given time is locked away from us by the idea that we can't do it? Do you know what um, I mean? I mean, honestly, I think, I think a huge, um, oh, a huge amount. And this actually goes back to what I, I've been talking. I, I made a post on Facebook recently where I was just like, oh, the number one thing I learned from sports, all sports in general, but cycling specifically was the, belief that something is possible and like uh we've talked about this a bunch of different times in different ways but like if you show up to the start line and you don't believe that you can win you are definitely not going to you win you can't win it's not possible yeah. yeah and that goes there's like the old what's the saying like if you believe you can or if you believe you can't you're right exactly <laughs> so, yeah no i think that's there's a lot of truth to that and then even if you believe you can right doesn't mean you're gonna get that so it's not like mm -mm. i don't i also i'll co-sign that i also don't like this like the secret kind of like 
bullshit that people believe in where if you just have enough positive thought, you'll get something. It doesn't work that way. It's all about work. And yeah. And, and like taking that thing you believe in and imagining it so much and then practicing it so much that it becomes a thing, which which, that's the magic soup is when both of those things come together. And I think this, you know, it takes like, um, it takes a revolution for a revolution of training, right? Like if you look at the old school tour de France guys and old school racers, they were all super, super skinny, right? As light as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you look at the new generation, like Wout Van Aert and, uh, Matthew Vanderpool, they are obviously thin and lightweight, but they're also much stronger head to toe. Like they have musculature. You're head doing to toe. the longest mile, like every day in the gym. <laughs> and I think like, but those guys are like, they're so much better than any previous generation specifically in cyclocross. But, uh, but it's because they're training differently, right? So like it just exponentially builds and then someone has a breakthrough and then everybody goes, oh, that shit's possible? Oh, all right, well, let's do that. <laughs> right, so, let's just bring the level up. Fucking A, let's do it. It's so, cool, man. That, By the way, four minute and 32, 33 second miles for 26.2 miles is just unbelievable. Pacers or not, I mean, you really can't even get into it. I mean, I know that you can, if you want to be nerdy about it, you can pick apart some of the advantages he had, but it doesn't matter that much. Like no one, well, no one picked one of his legs up and moved it faster. Like he did every you know what step I, what of I, that. A, f- a friend of mine was recently saying, he was like, oh, I wish that he hadn't done it in this like science experiment um, type venue because it takes the drama and excitement away from it happening in real life. And he doesn't get, and the, I was like, and he doesn't get the, 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 uh, the world record that I think for some reason to the masses would make it more legitimate. Whereas I think most of us who do endurance sports, just hearing that he did it, we understand like that's unbelievable. Like, well, I don't the, care the, what he had going for him. That's unbelievable. The world record. The world record is that 201 marathon from Berlin. Like, so if anyone's actually going to do it in a real race, it's very likely him anyway. Right. So to, to say like the drama is gone is like, well, not really. Cause it's, it's the same guy. Like he would have done it anyway. So, you know, and he, he's, um, he's, he's, he's pretty incredible. Like his energy just, I, I only watched it on uh line twice this morning. <laughs> I watched it twice through him coming through that last 700 meters. It was really interesting. Like he, was so emotional when he was making all these gestures and he was telling all of his pacers to get the hell out of his way. And then he, well, and they, they, they tried to do it, um, two years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the same setup. They were on but a he only missed by a few seconds, right? Like he got close, like, but he just kind of like timed 15, it 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, when you think about the fact that he did one fifty nine forty. Like over a marathon distance, twenty seconds of variability is so small. Oh, it, no, it's crazy! So it's incredibly less, small. It is. It is quite literally less than one second per mile, which is wild. And somehow they were able to lock that in and make it happen. And yeah, yeah. And so I think in his interview, right, he said, "Like I'm not worried about my legs. I'm just worried about my head." 
Yeah, and and you know what? He threw down, you know, say what you want about the conditions or whatever, but he just threw the gauntlet down to everyone else running marathons. Can you do it this fast? And they will. They will. It's going to happen. No question. I mean, there's there's been um there's been that said that um, for somebody to actually do it under two hours, they need a size. I forget what it was. A size seven foot. Oh wow. They need they need a really small foot because you got to think about like, if your foot is smaller, it's lighter weight, and then there's less swing weight that you're moving, so you're more oh energy God. efficient with a smaller foot. It totally makes sense, but I, I, it, it, we don't. Yeah, we don't have to talk too much about this. But when we were texting earlier, we were both talking about our like high school kind of track days. And I, I one thing I said to you is I remember I was really good at the fifteen hundred, but when I was in the th- the three thousand meter race, it seemed like everyone I was racing against was half my height and like these little tiny guys. And I just remember them passing. That's all I remember is that they would pass me aggressively all the time. <laughs> I could not <laughs> run as fast as these little friggin' dudes. I don't, there was some kind of physio, like, you know, I'm not saying I was great, but there was some kind of physiological thing where I was like, I cannot do this fast enough. To yeah. These guys. Yeah. Those small, those small guys are lightweight. So, you know, it makes a big difference. Their power uh, to weight ratio was something else, I guess. <laughs> All right, so so Scott, in preparation for tomorrow, yes. our little running event, I ran I ran today to get ready, make sure my legs still worked. <laughs> how long did you run, and how did it go? Uh, like I don't know, it's like short little neighborhood loop. I think it was two two miles, two point one miles, something like that. That's nothing. That's so, not nothing. That's good. Good. It was a nice little jog. You know, it was good. I appreciate, cool. You know, it was like good fifteen minute jaunt around the neighborhood. Nice. Or 60 minutes. You saw my pictures I sent you about my like uh, Vitacourse 2000 that I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. It's weird yeah, as hell. I like that. I like that. I've been hitting it's, that it's, up. That shit was really popular in the 80s. I'm glad to see it making a comeback. <laughs> I don't think it made a comeback. I think they just did it around 2000 in Austin and then stopped, but it's still at the park by my house. So. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's cool. So, so with that said, how are you feeling about tomorrow's little event and do you have an idea of how long it's going to take you? I, I, I didn't. I honestly, I thought a few times about doing a practice run, and then I just decided I wasn't going to do it. So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the, the workout as prescribed. I will get it done. I am a very stubborn man, so I will do the first half faster than I'm probably capable of, and I will do the second half slower than I'm probably capable of. <laughs> and then oh, hey. average all of it. Is that Edie? Yeah, hang on. We got we got a special guest. Hold on one second. I'm gonna put the Love headphones it. on her head. Love it. Edie, ready? Here, talk to my friend Scott. Hi. Hi, Edie. Are you? What's up? You're on the talk show. What? Do you know your dad has a podcast? No. Oh, he does. It's bad. I'm on it, so it's not good. But but you're on it, so that's good. Do you want to? What's your favorite thing right now, Edie? What's your favorite thing in the world? Oh, you got me again. I'm back. Oh, I was trying to get her to tell us a favorite thing, but I messed up. Hey, Dad. What do you see? Ghosts. You see ghosts? Look out that side. Look out that side. Let's take a look. You have to look out that side. All right, you tell me what you see, Edie. Oh, my God. Scott, there's ghosts in the neighborhood. Oh, no, that's a problem. 
There's ghosts in the neighborhood. Is Evie really interested in ghosts and Halloween stuff? Because Ollie uh, is. Yes, she is, particularly witches. Evie, oh, okay. Dad will be in in just a couple minutes, okay? Can I tell something? Yeah, you tell me. Do you know that I like ghosts? Those are my favorite. I like. <laughs> this episode is awesome. So, Adam, how do you feel about tomorrow? What are your odds? What are you doing? What's going to happen? Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, feeling, I'm feeling optimistic. It'll be fun. We'll have a good time. Matt Noel. Noel! What do you think about him? Oh, uh, he hates running, so. It's not you know. that much running. That's the part I'm the least concerned about. I'm concerned about the push-ups and the burpees. Those are going to be terrible. Oh, it'll be fine. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. It's interesting to me. If the running part, I'm the least concerned about. Although, I guess, you know, over time with those other activities, when you... Because, I mean, I noticed, I thought about this. So I'm not going to cheat. There's no cheating. But the first no, thing I definitely thought. definitely don't cheat. No, I'm not going to cheat. But I'm going to tell you something I had a thought about. And then I realized it was cheating. So I eliminated <laughs> it from my mind. But I thought, oh, the, burpee, the burpees are first. That's stupid. You should do the burpees middle or last. So I'll move the, bur- the burpees. And then I was like, wait, no, the burpees are first on purpose. That's cheating. No, you can't, you can't change the order. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to. That's yeah, not what I fall, said. Lady. It's not what I said. What I said was it occurred to me that putting the burpees first was stupid. But then I realized that's what you people do. And when I say you well, people, I mean CrossFit people. <laughs> all right. That's, you know, that's fine. That's fair. You um, shouldn't do that. The burpees should be in the middle unless you're a moron, but. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Let's let's wrap this up. I'm gonna go inside. You gotta get going. Yeah. So tomorrow we we're all gonna meet together, have a quick conversation yes. about this, go off, do the workouts, do a post episode where we talk about the results, how it went down, what whatever it was. I have not Correct. tested the third party calling on my phone, like the conference call, but we'll figure that out. I think it'll be okay. It's gonna be all right. It'll be great gonna be great matt's gonna be mean to me or like he, he seems very cranky do we need to give matt any kind of um no he's always cranky you just call him out on it does he need a heat pad or some he might yeah he might need a heat pad a one nice warm pack that would be nice let's send him a heat pad <laughs> we'll talk about that later anyway this has right. been the talk show episode 10.7.5 or 10.7.3 or whatever you want to call it but it, it's been good adam It's been wonderful. It's great to catch up with you.